Hey, Common Ground Church, Evan here on episode six of our Praying the Psalms podcast. As always, the disclaimer with the Praying the Psalms podcast is that this is not just more information that we can listen to in the while we're in the middle of stuff and then move on with our day, but this is something which we are called to participate in. Um, as we look at the psalm that we just learned about on Sunday, now we're looking at how to actually put that into practice. How to take this psalm, and today it's specifically going to be Psalm 71 that Nick preached on, and how to pray through it. God has given us this guide for how to pray, so we're going to walk through that. We're going to see how it is that Psalm 71 can be a guide to our prayer life. So thanks for joining us. As always, pause when you need to and join us as we walk through Psalm 71 as a prayer guide for how to approach God and how to pray through this beautiful psalm. Hi, Evan. Thanks for uh, setting this up. I, I, I said it Sunday how cool it is to have a podcast, not just because we're having podcasts, it's cool, but what the podcasts allow us to be able to do in ministering to uh, our church here at Common Ground. So, uh, as you said, I talked about Psalm 71, and one of the good things to learn about the Psalms is, well, what's the genre? What kind of song is this? There's lots of Thanksgiving Psalms, and there's uh, rejoicing and celebratory Psalms, but this one's not one of those. It is a lament, and that's a word I don't think we think of very often or, or use a whole lot. I know I don't, personally, and so one of the things I... Th- I like about this is I'm learning how to pray uh, in a different way, and it's enriching my prayer life. And uh, so that's what we're going to talk about today is how do we lament. So uh, I'm going to ask you a question, uh, Evan. When you hear the word lament, what what comes to mind? What kind of picture do you get in your head? Yeah, I get the picture of people complaining or crying. And I think always, you know, the picture of lament that I think of that sticks with me most is the Israelites wandering in the desert, crying out to God saying, God, we don't have any food or water. Uh, And frankly, it was better back in Egypt where we were slaves. Um, And that's one of the first, like most memorable images of lament that I hear of like, okay, we are actually starving in the desert. God We know that you rescued us from slavery in Egypt, but this seems worse. And crying out to God to do something and to provide for them. Okay. And I would say probably what comes to mind uh, in me is uh, the book of Job. Mm, Or maybe uh, Lamentations, because there's (laughs) the word lament in it. That that was a softball, yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, I think of somebody dressed in sackcloth and sitting in ashes uh, weeping and mourning, you know, that's, I guess, mm-hmm. how I've often associated lament. Uh, but it is, it's, it is weeping and mourning, but it also is combined with what you said about complaint. And I think a lot of us have grown up with the idea of don't be a whiner or a complainer. And, uh, that's absolutely true because that's what the Israelites were doing. A lot of whining. We're here to stop global whining. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. And, uh, it begins with me. I'm such a whiner. Uh, but what God is allowing us to do in a lament isn't giving us the freedom to just be whiners, but to actually address the pain, uh, or the discomfort or the confusion 
that we are having in life because the reality is we do. And Psalms, uh, you know, praying the Psalms forces you to be very honest uh, with your emotions to God. And uh, he, you know, if we're angry at him, he knows we are. So why do we pray and pretend like we're not? That's not a sincere prayer. And God wants us to pray, pray with sincere hearts. So uh, that's why I'm excited about the lament because it helps us to do exactly that. Now, as I was thinking about uh, laments. I I did not know how many exactly were in the Psalms. I just knew there were a lot of them. And David was a lamenting sort of guy, so he's responsible for a good number. You were telling me that uh, you were reading up on this some time ago and kind of came up with some figures. What did you discover? Yeah, so uh, most scholars will point to about 40% of our Psalms have to do with suffering, pain, struggle, and disappointment. And so 40% of all the psalms are about lament or our lament psalms. Just okay. under half of all of them. All right. And uh, that's, a, that's, that's an interesting number. That's a big bunch. And then uh, you also said something I found very interesting because in my own head, I was driving in this morning thinking about this. Um, in our, I mean, psalms were Israel's songbook. In our modern Christian culture nowadays, do we lament when we mm-hmm. worship? Yeah, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. I would give you uh, the recommendation um, to check out a guy named Sung Chan Ra. Uh, is a Bible professor. Uh, I don't remember where, but he's written a book called Prophetic Lament, and he kind of makes the observation of how little. Um, in the Western Christian tradition, we do practice lament. And in his book, he writes about how he started digging through the songbooks of the church today. Um, you know, if the Psalms were the songbook of the church back then, the songbook that Jesus grew up with, and 40% were lament, what is the percentage that we have today? Uh, he dug through some traditional Christian hymnals. He looked at Baptist and Presbyterian hymnals, and he found that it wasn't a 60-40 split like the Psalms. Um, What he found is that 85% of the hymns in there were about celebration and victory and thanksgiving, and only about 15% were about lament. And so those were some of the traditional hymn books uh, written during the 20th century, and only 15% were lament. Hmm. Uh, Then he looked at a little more modern study, um, since hymnals are not very popular today. Um, but what you can actually look up is, um, you know, anytime we sing a song at church, we have to register that song uh, through what's called CCLI, the um, Christian Copyright Licensing, whatever the I stands for, uh, <laughs> organization. Um, because believe it or not, we didn't write all of those songs. And so we have to give the person who wrote those songs credit so that they can get, you know, bonus points in heaven uh, for us singing their songs. And uh, Sung Chan Ra, he looked through the top 100 uh, most popular worship songs that Christians were singing in church in the year 2017, um, is when his book came out. His book came out in 2018. And so he was looking through the top 100 worship songs sang by churches in 2017. And surprise, surprise, it was not 40% lament. Uh, It was not even 15% like the old hymnals were. He went through all of these songs And he determined by looking through the lyrics that he would maybe consider five of these 100 top worship songs to be songs of lament. Wow. He said that maybe five, but he said he was being very generous on a couple. And more realistically, it was probably three 
that you could consider to be lament. And so one of the common denominators in our worship today is that we do not really lament. <laughs> that's kind of what I was thinking, and it's interesting to hear those numbers, and uh, I guess not surprising. And um, I was thinking about contemporary Christian music that I like to listen to, and you know, whether we realize it or not, music teaches us uh, mm-hmm. while we're listening to it, and uh, we're really not learning how to, how to lament so uh, I'm so grateful for God's word that gives us the Psalms and gives us um, uh, a way to go through lamentation uh, and not just the book, but the actual process of that in our lives. Um, I, here's, here's what I found out. Uh, the, the Robbie Say band has a song called Lament, and it is a lament. Um, the Brilliance is another contemporary Christian uh, group. And uh, they actually include a couple in there that, uh, boy, they really get into your heart when you listen to them. And I thought, why don't we sing these songs in church? We don't, uh, apparently. And because of that, there's a whole bunch of us just walking around with bottled up laments in in our lives. So hopefully this will help us to release some of them. So here's uh, four points that I found that uh, help us to um, actually go through the process of praying through Psalm 71 or another lament, being as there's so many of them in the Psalms, uh, and to turn those into our prayers for our situations in life too, because, you know, life is tough and we all go through difficult things. And rather than just, you know, suck it up buttercup and moving on, what we're supposed to do is turn to God and bring these things before him in a very honest fashion. And that is the first step, turn to God. Um, when we are lamenting, when we're in a state of grief or you know, we're, there's something we're complaining about in our lives, this isn't right, this isn't wrong, I don't get it, I'm confused, whatever the case may be, um, that we turn to God in our very disturbed spirit uh, because that's how we start going the right direction. I mean, it's the motorcycle rally right now. If you meet a guy out on I-90 heading east, and he stops and asks you how to get to Mount Rushmore, you're going to tell him he's going to have to turn around. Uh, He needs to turn in that direction to get where he needs to go. So uh, that's what I've encouraged us all to do when we find life just kind of really beating us down. the immediate thing is, hey, God, I, we need to have a talk and, and begin there. Now, the next thing uh, to do is uh, I, I want to avoid using the word complain because we think of that as whining and moaning and, and that sort of thing. But addressing the issue, I guess it is, to bring that complaint to God. Yeah. And here's the thing that I, that, that I think we miss. What, what is troubling us? is the brokenness and the sin in the world. That's why things don't work. And um, we, God's very concerned about that, and I think he would want his people to be very concerned about it as well. So uh, we should take time to talk about the effects of sin and brokenness. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything that's going wrong in life, it, it comes down to that. I mean, if we just lost a job, it's because this world's broken. It's because there's sin uh, that's, that's at play there. And all of us are either victims or villains when it comes to sin. I have my own sin that I have to deal with, and I've been subject to other people's sin towards me. Um, God provides us laments like the Psalm 71 to talk about that. That's what we see uh, the, the author do. Uh, we see him right away turn to God, 
remembering that God is his refuge, remembering mm-hmm. that God is his source of, of salvation when life is hard. And then he addresses uh, the complaint, the, the fact that people were uh, basically out to get him uh, kind of thing. And the reason for that was the brokenness and the sin that's, that's in this world. And then the next thing we see the psalmist do in 71 is our third step, and that's to ask God to bring healing and wholeness um, into our lives. Not necessarily fix my circumstances, God, but fix what's broken in me, fix what's broken in other people around us. And uh, man, you will never run out of things to pray about uh, when it comes to asking for God to step in and to uh, address what's going on uh, in each of our hearts. And then the last step is the most vital step, and that's trust. If we don't get to trust, then we've gotten nowhere. And uh, that's where God wants us to be, is to work through the tough times of our lives and to come back to that point with, God, I trust you in this. Uh, It may not make sense to me. Um, I, I may not have an immediate answer or solution to the situations that I'm going through, but the thing that I do know is that God is faithful, and that's something that Psalm 71, the author, did. He talked a lot about God's faithfulness. God keeps his promises, and uh, because of that, I know I can trust him for the future. Um, Whenever I have a difficult time trusting God with something in my life, um, it it always just takes me back to the cross. And I think, man, if God could deal with my brokenness, my sin, and bring me forgiveness through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, then he can handle anything else that's coming in my life. He's demonstrated his faithfulness and his righteousness to us, so I know I can trust him. So it all comes down to the character of God. Uh, When circumstances are rotten, go to the character of God, which is not rotten. It's totally the opposite, and it uh, brings us to a point of healing and wholeness in in our own lives as we do that. So there you go, uh, Psalm 71 or any of the other 39% of uh, the Psalms that are laments. uh, As you read through them, turn them into your own prayers. And as you do, turn to God, voice what's wrong, voice what's bothering you uh, to God without whining uh, about it. And uh, remember, it's because of sin and brokenness that that happens. And then ask God to bring healing, to bring wholeness into that situation because that's what he's best at doing. And then uh, make sure you end with trust that God, even though I, life doesn't make sense to me, I trust you to see me through this. Mm-hmm. That's basically what laments do. That's what they're there for. And uh, it's a good thing for us to get those unbottled mm-hmm. and actually bring them out and talk to God about yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, that's important. And I think like, yeah, those three points are really what we see in Psalm 71. And so it's at this time that I would encourage you, uh, maybe you pause at this time, uh, maybe you put the podcast away, you pull out Psalm 71, and you make this lament your prayer. You look at verses 1 through 4, where it says, In you, Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never to be put to shame. In your righteousness, rescue me and deliver me. And then you insert what it is that you are feeling the need for deliverance and rescue from. Maybe something that, that is a source of shame in your life. And you pray, God, turn your ear to me and save me. Be my rock of refuge 
to which I can always go. Give the command to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. Deliver me, my God, from the hand of the wicked, from the grasp of those who are evil and cruel. And you look at the situations in which you don't feel safe, in which you feel like you need refuge and rescue. And would you pause and insert those into your prayer as well? And then looking at uh, verse 9 through 14 also, um, he continues on to lament, Do not cast me away when I am old. Do not forsake me when my strength is gone. Uh, and there might be times when, when maybe you right now feel like your strength is gone. Uh, when you right now feel like you have been following God all this time um, and it hasn't gotten any easier. And so this is a time in which you call out to God um, and ask him to be that strong rock and that God who comes in and actually acts. And as Nick said, uh, one of the main beautiful aspects of lament is that we're not just complaining out into the void, um, but we're calling on the God who recognizes that, yes, these things, your suffering, your pain, the sin in the world is something that I'm concerned about as well and something that I'm not happy about as well. Um, and it breaks God's heart um, to see us in these situations as well. And so we're calling on him and his character to do something about it. And so would, as you read through Psalm 71, would you be reminded of that? Um, that God invites us to recognize what's wrong in the world because it doesn't line up with his character. And so to complain, to grumble, to lament about that is to see reality for what it is. It's broken and needs to be put back the way God wants it. And so as you go through Psalm 71, would you look at it as an opportunity for you to bring these things before God? An opportunity for you to bring these things before God and then to see God act. And when we ask God to intervene in our suffering, in our pain, and then he does, then we can, um, like Nick talked about on Sunday, in verse 15, our mouth can tell of those righteous deeds of his saving acts all day long. Um, because we've asked him to save us and to help us, and he has. And then we know how to proclaim that. But first and foremost, uh, we have to call out to God for help. And we are invited to do that, to call out to God for help and to lament the things that are wrong in the world that we need his saving in. So that's Psalm 71 as a guide to prayer. Good stuff. Thanks, Evan. Thank you, Nick. So that is how to use Psalm 71 as a guide to prayer, um, especially as a guide to lament, because that is what the psalmist in Psalm 71 was doing. And as Nick taught, and as he walked us through the psalm there, the first thing that we see in Psalm 71 when it comes to praying to God in a season of lament is turning to God. And it might seem simple, but that is such an important thing that we are not just screaming at our complaints and, and cursing a world, but actually turning to God with our concerns and feeling the freedom to know that we can approach God with any of our fears, any of our anxieties, and we can come to him and turn to him. And the second is that kind of uncomfortable idea of complaining, complaining to God about the effects of sin and brokenness. And it, and it feels so wrong to us because, frankly, we complain about everything that is not legitimate. But when we complain about the effects of sin and brokenness, God agrees with us. He agrees with us that those are problems, that this is not the way things are supposed to be. And so really we are recognizing 
that God's kingdom is not here on earth. And so it's in those times when God actually invites us to complain to him, complain to him about the effects of sin and brokenness. And then we ask God, we ask God to bring healing and wholeness. We ask him to intervene and to do something about this, where we recognize that God actually can make a difference, that God can actually act. And so we rely on his power. And the final thing, is to trust. What we see in Psalm 71 and that Nick just taught on is we trust that God will fulfill his promise. He will stay true to his character. If this is not right and if this thing that we're going through is not of him, then we trust that a good God will intervene and will do something about it. And we trust him in that. And so this is how to walk through Psalm 71 as we pray. We turn to him, we complain, we ask him, and then we trust in him. So blessings. Thank you for listening as we learned how to pray through Psalm 71. May you be a people uh, who continue to learn how to pray through the Psalms and how to walk through this as a prayer of lament.